Hey, it's Nelly. And it's Juno. And you're listening to Two Addies and Coffee, please. Where we share unfiltered life experiences as young, badass Asian American women with ADHD. Welcome to episode two of Two Addies and a Coffee, Please. So we're right in the middle of autumn, and that's usually reminiscent of going back to school. So we wanted to discuss and reflect on our own college experiences or lack thereof. Actually, only 4% of those with ADHD graduate from college. I'm part of the majority that dropped out and chose a different path. Nelly, you actually graduated from college. I think moving from New York City to California for college and then having that adjustment period of being an adult, like a real adult without living with your family and also adjusting to this college lifestyle and so much autonomy, I think it was definitely super difficult. And I think the reason why I chose to go to college was, well, I didn't really have a good enough reason. It was just everyone I knew was going to college. And I think a lot of listeners out there can feel this pressure of going from high school to college and just that journey feels like you don't have any other options. And I feel like if I had to go back and tell myself in high school what to do and how to consider the subject of college, I would definitely recommend taking a gap year or just having some time to myself to really discover what I wanted out of college because it's a huge commitment and a huge investment. And I feel like for me, I went into it because in high school, we went to a pretty competitive high school. Everyone was going to college. We all took the SATs. It was a question of what college, but it wasn't a question of if we want to go or not to go. And I think after I went to college and went through the whole entire process, I would say for certain subjects, it's super overrated having a college degree because you can learn the same thing for definitely a cheaper price. I stayed in college because I didn't know what I wanted to do for a career path and I wanted that time to explore, meet different people and have that college experience. But I definitely know that it's not for everyone. And Juno, you actually chose to go to college, but then you ended up dropping out. What was that experience like? During high school, I got this high from working at this tech education startup and uh, robotics competitions. And I think after that high of doing a bunch of things in the real world or seemingly real world, I just got super demotivated in college. I think when people hear about my dropout story because of the way my career went, people think of it as this brave, glorified tech dropout story. But in reality, I wasn't doing amazing in school. Like I think I got high grades in high school up until senior year when I started doing robotics. But when I entered college, I think I performed really well sometimes like in the beginning of the semester when I was motivated, but it just kept going downhill. And I just really wanted to do something in the industry. And when I found out about this data science bootcamp, I got like super excited and I'm really impulsive. I think I decided the same day I discovered the bootcamp that I was going to drop out and I was so set on that decision and I am really happy with how things turned out. I took the bootcamp really seriously because I needed to get a job after (laughs) since I dropped out of college and I need to do well because I didn't have a college degree. I actually remember receiving a phone call from you and I remember the exact time. So I was actually in art studio and I was doing my homework for art. I don't even know why I took art, but I took that (laughs) class and I was drawing and I was super bored and then you called me and you're like, Nelly, I'm dropping out. And I felt this internal, like, oh my God, this is what I need to do too. (laughs) But I feel like it was super cool that you knew exactly what you wanted to do and you went for it. Whereas I felt I still had a lot more discovery left of doing. 
And I think that was in part because of the different interests that I had in terms of my career. So when I entered college, I was actually pre-med and I thought that this was what I wanted and I was very sure of it going in. But when I went in and I was introduced to so many different topics and areas of interest, I became more interested in business and then tech and then law and was also interested in the healthcare industry. So I kind of tried to do everything all at once. And I feel like no one else could understand that. But for me, it just seems super natural to be interested in multiple things all at once and not really letting go of anyone until it was absolutely necessary. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. And I remember being like amazed because it's not like you had these tiny interests and things. You had legitimate internships and jobs in journalism and all these other different things. And you're majoring in bio and econ. And when I tried to explain to my friends what my friend Nelly did, I couldn't describe it. I was like, I don't know if there's a specific field or major I should mention. She does, I don't know, five things. <laughs> Yeah, for me, it was super hard to pick one. So I think when you're a freshman, you're obviously really open to all these career paths. But at the end of freshman year, I still couldn't choose. But everyone else around me was choosing a specific career. And I felt behind, like I needed to choose something, but I also couldn't choose. And I think that's where a lot of us with ADHD struggle the most with is making a decision and sticking with it because we have so many varied interests. So for me, I was interested in healthcare. So I was doing like internships in the healthcare industry. And then I was also interested in business so I was trying to join clubs and also had an internship at a startup during my freshman year but I was also interested in law and civics I was in a, like a civics club and I taught at a middle school for civics and I was also on the school paper and writing articles and I didn't want to give up any of these interests because to me I loved exercising different parts of my brain being creative but also being analytical and I couldn't understand why I was like that and it felt awful to see everyone around me and I think the thing of being in college is being this hyper competitive environment where everyone else feels like they have their shit together and you're the only one who doesn't have their shit together and then you're also juggling so many different things so the more I felt like I didn't know what I wanted to do the more internship the more clubs the more extracurriculars I packed on to the point where it was super overwhelming wow so I definitely had a very different experience when I first joined the boot camp I think the part that I liked the most was that there was only one thing <laughs> I think because I was interested in different things, every time I got into a different subject, I would get really absorbed by it and I would be pissed that I had to divide my time among many different commitments. But when I went to the boot camp, it was just intense, intense hyper-focus on this one thing, morning to night and then evening. The structure I got in the boot camp for this one specialization really helped me focus and stay motivated throughout the program. I was always in this zone of data science, getting a job afterwards, and I was with a cohort of people who all had the same common mission. In college, when everything was one-sided, non-interactive lectures, it was very difficult for me to stay focused and not fall asleep and be motivated to do any of the homework. In this bootcamp, it was very interactive and there was a lot of labs throughout the day and we worked in pairs, we worked in group projects and things were due the same day. So it worked really well fighting my procrastination tendencies. I definitely feel like that like structure and focus among a cohort really helped me. Honestly, I feel like if they had that for college, that would be so much more helpful because you had that whole cohort of support, but also it was the all day thing. And it was like more of a structured environment, but for college, it was very loose and you had to create your own structure. And if you didn't have a structure created for you, then there was just no structure at all. <laughs> and I feel like for a large portion of my life, there was absolutely no structure. So there wasn't like a routine I did every morning or every night or anything. It was just like I wake up, I do whatever I feel like, and then I went to sleep or maybe I didn't go to sleep, but it was just so loose. So I was wondering if 
you had any experience trying to formulate your own structure of your life? And also, how did you stay focused instead of being distracted or interested in other activities and areas of study? During that one year, I did go to college. It was very difficult. I procrastinated a lot. I think in the boot camp, it really helped me to have someone to work with. So I actually dropped out with my ex-boyfriend in college. Having him and having a cohort of people to do your work with provided a lot of accountability for me and sort of a timeline for when I should get things done. After I graduated from the boot camp and I started working for the first time on my own, I didn't have my friends or family with me because I moved to Denver. All of my friends were still in college and I was becoming an adult for the first time in my own apartment, not knowing anyone. And that was a complete shit show. I did learn a lot from that. I definitely think that if I had more accountability like you had with your ex-boyfriend in terms of completing that whole entire boot camp together, it would have helped me immensely. But for me, a lot of people going to college experience it alone. By alone, I mean you have your major, you have your specific interests that you're pursuing. And differently from high school or something that's more structured, not everyone is going to be in the same class and then going to a next class that's the same as yours or even having the same professor or having the same discussion section. So your life in college is all your own design. And there's a lot of freedom in that in terms of creating your own life. But I think there's also this immense pressure and being someone with ADHD and not being someone who loves planning and organizing and really good at prioritizing. For me, it was really terrible. And I didn't know how terrible it was because it was the only lifestyle I knew. So for me, if I didn't want to go to lecture, I just didn't go. And there was no accountability for that because teachers didn't care. Professors really didn't care. No one else was in the class that I had because I was in two different majors and I wanted to pursue all those different interests. So nothing overlapped and it was hard for me to find people in the same class that really would push me. And I think in college is really pushing yourself. Another thing about going to such a large college is that there's just so many people. People are talking, people are texting, they have their laptops on. And it was so distracting for me. I remember being in organic chemistry class and this guy was swiping on Tinder. And for the whole entire hour and 30 minutes, I was just watching him swipe girl after girl. And I just wanted to yell at him like, stop swiping, like holy shit. I couldn't focus on anything other than his phone. And if anyone would be typing on their laptop, I would get distracted. If people were having their side conversations, I would get distracted and I couldn't focus all of lecture. And a lot of professors do this thing where they don't record lecture because they want to force you to go to lecture. And I think that's making education not accessible for a certain group of people. And for me, it was just really annoying. So for classes that actually had recordings, I did significantly better in. And for classes that didn't have recordings I did worse in because I didn't have anything to look back on and not being able to take good notes was also something I struggled with throughout my education but I think in high school we had support groups of people who would actually like give me their study guide or give me their notes to study from but in college I feel like people are very competitive and aggressive so people aren't willing to share their notes with you or share their resources and it's always like oh this is my shit don't copy from it and it's also being like graded on a curve so I hated that environment where it wasn't collaborative people didn't really care about one another and I think being in competitive majors people were super catty at times and I think it was that environment combined that I really didn't like it the studying aspect of it was really rough 
And what I had to do was basically have that sense of accountability that you have, but doing that with friends. But then when they were studying with me, I would always distract them. And then it became something like, how about you study on your own? And then like, come talk to us when you're done. But then I would never be done. And it would be like this crappy feeling of, oh, I can't study and I don't know why and I can't focus. I'm always walking around and talking and being distracted. But then you see everyone else focused and it's just you being yourself and just being super distracted. Yeah, I can definitely relate to the struggle of studying with other people, either because I'm so behind and I don't know anything. (laughs) And people don't really process when I say that I don't know anything from the very beginning of the semester. Like, I don't know the most fundamental theorems and shit of this class. I don't know. And people get shocked or the fact that I'm so talkative. I find it super impressive that you graduated college because I seriously can't imagine what I would do without that structure or accountability and all of the distractions and juggling so many interests. What do you think helped you most and how did you manage to graduate? Sometimes I still question whether I graduated (laughs) or not. (laughs) Honestly, I feel like it was just knowing that my parents would whoop my ass if I didn't graduate. <laughs> and I think it's that panic of being raised in Asian American culture and having that structure and that pressure of being a college graduate. Like you need to be a college graduate. There was no other option for me. So for me, I just had to push through and be quote unquote successful in the terms of other people instead of feeling fulfilled myself. And I think for a long time, I was working towards a goal for other people rather than for myself. And I stuck with the bio major for so long, not because I liked it. I used to really enjoy studying it. But then in the environment of college, it wasn't my interest anymore. And I knew that for a really long time. But I studied it for three fucking years. And it was so bad because I had no interest in it. I was forcing myself to be in these three-hour labs. And for someone who can't concentrate for a long time, it was agony. I openly complained about it to my TA and I think he found me like super hilarious because I was just ranting and like talking and I feel like no one else in the class was talking. It was just me. My voice just echoed and echoed and no one told me to shut up either. Finally dropping that major was a godsend. That made me so much more happy. And as for other coping mechanisms, because I was interested in so many different things, I worked full time throughout most of my college experience. And it was breaking up being a student and then being like a working adult that really made me interested and more involved with my own life because that broke up the monotony of being a student. And also being a student broke up the monotony of working. And it's just that combination of being a student, but also working. And I also was involved in a lot of different industries throughout my internship. So it definitely kept me on my foot because I love learning different things. As for studying for exams, I had to create those environments of intense stress or intense panic for me to hyper-focus. It's kind of like playing a game with yourself where you have to set traps and then fall into those traps and then find creative ways to crawl out because there was no other way that I could focus and then do my work. And obviously, I didn't want to fail. I wanted to do well in my courses. And that's the situations that I would always find myself in. So one example I can remember is... I was taking this biological psychology course and it was mostly just neuroscience and it was just memorization and I remember we had this thick textbook of all of the slides printed out and I 
did not open it at all yet. So we had like a midterm and it was like a cumulative midterm. And what I did was I went on spring break in Thailand and I brought this textbook with me and I told myself I only have 12 hours to study for it and this is coming from a blank slate of knowing nothing and because I was insulated in a plane I couldn't go anywhere I couldn't talk to anyone because my friend was sleeping and <laughs> there was nothing else for me to do except study I combined my work into this like hyper-focused session, studied really hard for it, and I think that was the most productive I've ever been, and I did really well on the exam. And then like other scenarios of like putting myself in this extremely panicked situations like going clubbing the night before an exam, going on dates right before the exam, or also just participating in other work presentations before an exam to make myself feel stressed enough and anxious enough to do all of that work. And I think a time when it actually didn't work anymore was when I had to write an essay that I didn't really want to and it was really hard for me to get it done and I would go to Starbucks every single day for two weeks straight and I couldn't write anything. So I had my computer open I had coffee, I had everything, but I just couldn't get myself to do it. And I remember feeling super lost and like sad and stressed and anxious and all of this, all of these feelings because obviously I wanted to do well in the class and I was trying super hard. But it, I think on the outside, everyone else saw me as a big procrastinator and just being lazy and I didn't do it early enough. But for me, it's just that trying behind the scenes that no one else saw. I cried every day for like two weeks straight because I couldn't write. I don't know why, but I just couldn't execute on that task. And I felt like this pressure valve broke and nothing worked anymore. All of the coping strategies I had before, none of it worked. And so I ultimately handed in the essay maybe two, three weeks later and it still counted, but I could have easily like failed the class because I just couldn't get myself to execute anymore. I definitely relate to the hopelessness of not being able to work throughout the day. And I think I actually gave up doing that quite often, like kind of the way you create like fucked situations for yourself. I would go on trips, I would hang out with people, I would go on dates and I would go to the gym and rock climbing and things like that. Even when I had something huge due the next day, because I knew I had to hang out during the day because I wouldn't be able to work unless there's hours left before the deadline. So actually, I remember I would go over to my ex-boyfriend's home pretty often. I'd be like, can I take a nap here? And can you wake me up in two hours? And then starting... 11 p.m. is when I would work and 11 p.m. to my deadline the next day is my most productive time but anytime before then I would fly to different places I think I would visit you even though I had like this huge launch coming up and I would just talk to people how fucked I am but just like laugh about it and then when I come home I'd be like super stressed and super upset but people would think that I always explained it a lot more lightly than the situation was because people would either panic or minimize the situation when I tried to calm them down from the panic. So I just gave up. And I think for many years before I was diagnosed, I didn't get any validation from anyone besides Nellie about how hard I was working and how much I struggled to get things done. And I think the few times that I did expose what I was doing, I definitely confused people because if I was neurotypical, like it makes sense. Like I just seem super, super lazy, like an extreme procrastinator. And it's not like my procrastinated time was enjoyable. It was miserable. I was just constantly guilty and constantly beating myself up that I wasn't able to work. I think the largest misconception that people have is that you're just being lazy. And I think to kind of reframe that thinking, if you guys out there listening have people saying this to you is, would lazy people pull all-nighters just to get something done, something super small? Would lazy people block out their calendar for the specific task that they want to accomplish? And I feel like the difference between someone who's just being lazy 
and someone who has difficulties with execution is the lack of trying. And for us, I think we are trying, but I think it's not seen in external people's eyes. And I think a lot of our struggles are minimized because of how well we seem like we're doing. And I think not being able to relate to anyone else is definitely super disheartening. With me, I could only relate to Juno. And it was super comforting to know that someone else worked like I did. And we also had like that shared comfort in terms of, okay, like you're pulling an all night in me too. Maybe we can video chat and work together or do something to support each other. And I think it's just definitely that support that made things a lot easier in terms of working through those struggles. Yeah, I definitely think Nelly was the only person who understand what I meant when I said my situation is fucked and understood the gravity of what that meant, but also understood that I probably can get it done. I'm not sure if I can get it done. And I would go back and forth between, oh, I can do this. Like, I definitely can do this, but also hesitate and think, am I an idiot for thinking that I can pull through this? Is this the last time? Is this the time I'm crossing the line and will fail? But then I get comforted by the fact that Nelly did this last week. And I'm like, oh, if she can do it, I can do it too. <laughs> What's the reaction people have when you tell them that you dropped out of college and do you ever regret your decision? The reaction is very different before I got a job and after I got a job. I think before I got a job, I got a lot of condescending comments about how I was too naive and stupid and how I was making a very irresponsible decision to drop out of college. And I think once I got my job and the more I achieved in my career, the more people had this glorified tech dropout vibe from me and they would say how I'm so brave and so courageous and how it's so stupid that people go to college. College isn't necessary for the modern day and things like that. And I was so confused. I was like, you all are saying very different things. <laughs> like the same people are saying very different things based on my success. So I think when you're making a decision like that, you will always have people against you and you definitely just have to trust yourself and trust your decision. I don't have anything against college. I think that's what confuses people sometimes. I don't recommend that people drop out of college necessarily. I think it's just a path that worked for me and I was very fortunate in many situations. I definitely don't regret it, but there were moments that I struggled without a degree. When I first looked for jobs, there are definitely some corporate environments or companies that have hard requirements for a bachelor degree, but I did end up getting two jobs that I really loved that fit with my working style really well. And when I think about it, the types of companies that wouldn't accept people without degrees, especially in a field like tech, I felt like wouldn't align with the culture that I'm looking for anyway. I would say for me and the field of tech, I've been very fortunate to find an environment where I can succeed even without a degree. Especially in interviews, people tended to look at what I've accomplished, projects that I've done, and my knowledge and my skills rather than credentials on a piece of paper. I can confidently say that I do not use my degree for anything. <laughs> Obviously, going to school teaches you certain things, but I don't think it's necessary to do well in your career. And I think those two things of academic pursuits in terms of knowledge and curiosity is important, but I think a lot of jobs aren't very creative. For the majority of jobs, you just plug and chug. And I think the creative aspect of gaining knowledge and asking why and really pursuing those questions of understanding why something is the way it is or why society is the way it is very much isolated towards college and those classes where you can really truly explore. And I don't think if you want a job, you need a college degree. And I think that's like a huge misconception that people have. And a lot of times people just want that fancy degree to validate themselves for spending so much money on it. The majority of things I learned of college that I really cherish is 
growing up, learning how to be an adult, to be an individual, and to formulate your own opinions and back that up with evidence and trying to be an individual person. And another thing that I learned in college that isn't related to academics at all is how you incorporate those learning strategies into your everyday life. So not necessarily that specific piece of knowledge you're going to always remember, because obviously I think none of us remember what the hell happened in college, but we're going to learn how to learn. We're going to learn what is critical thinking and how to identify false information and these are the things that are more like tactical skills that we learn out of college but I think you can definitely learn that on the job and in different environments that aren't as costly as college. Yeah, I would agree that one of the most important skills you can learn is how to learn and how to execute on your ideas. I would say that even though I dropped out of college, having that bootcamp experience was very significant for me. Having like a very structured curriculum and a portfolio of projects definitely prepared me for the real world. I would say, though, that a lot of what I did in my job, I learned on the job. But that bootcamp environment did teach me how to collaborate, how to enter a new field and dive into new topics. So we talked a lot about our struggles and our efforts to fit into these neurotypical environments for work and school, but I challenge you to think about your unique strengths, especially with ADHD and what you bring to the table, like creativity and your interest in so many different things that you can bring together in very unique ways. So regardless of whether you're a college dropout or a college grad, neurotypical or neurodiverse, what's most important is to understand and embrace how you work and use your unique strengths to your advantage. And with that, thanks for listening to episode two of Two Addies and a Coffee, Please. And tune in next time for an episode on dating, relationships, and everything in between.